Welcome to the Spiritual Warrior Shamanic Healing Podcast. I'm Rasapriya. In today's show, I look into the world of shamanism and how modern-day shamanism shows up in our daily lives. I also ask the question, is it possible that you too might share the vision and perspective of the shamanic realm? You might be surprised. What does it mean to be a shaman? I want to start by saying I'm not an expert. In fact, I use the term shaman as a reference point, as a way to help describe phenomena that I experience and that I'm trying to share. For me, shamanism is a perspective, a way to observe and experience this reality beyond the limitations of a conditioned mind. It goes beyond the information gathered by the senses. It's a dynamic relationship that is always moving, expanding. It knows no boundaries and is not limited to the modes of material nature. It can be experienced but not defined in absolute terms. It does not discriminate between friend nor foe. No matter what we call it, each one of us experiences layers of these perspectives depending on where we are situated, depending on our mental filters, our conditioning, on what we decide to hold on to in order to give us the idea of being safe. When we truly open up to the infinite, making ourselves the receiver, the observer, our relationship with everything changes. We become a channel for creative expression, and as Greg Braden puts it, divinity expresses itself through our creativity. So what keeps us from this expanded awareness? Well, it's fear. Part of this human experience is the will to survive, and for most of us, survival is directly linked to our relationships. Our relationships with family, our relationships with our jobs, our community, ourselves. When these relationships are compromised, we feel anxious. It's one of the reasons why so many seek to be loved, to be liked, to be accepted. Ensuring a place within the pack increases chances for survival. The fear of not being loved or liked or not being accepted pushes us towards all kinds of ineffective behaviors we might not normally engage in. We conform without thought. We blindly believe our leaders, our educators, our science. We put faith into so many external things, but what about ourselves? I'd like to propose a possible solution. It's safe and simple. It's as easy as trying on a new perspective. Now, sometimes when we are presented with a new perspective other than our own, we have resistance. We think that if we submit to another's view, our own version of reality is compromised, that we have to give up something. Well, this is the key. Trying on a new perspective does not require belief. Let me say that again. Trying on a new perspective does not require belief. Extracting value from an alternative perspective does not require that you have to believe in it. And what that means is that we can gain the lessons and insights of each perspective without compromising our own views. It simply requires willingness, willingness to be open and willingness to receive. So how does modern day shamanism show up in today's world? Shamans of the past were like you and me, part of the community part of a social structure. They were often sought after in times of need, in times where deeper understanding was wanted. Sometimes they would provide visions of probability, 
sometimes physical, emotional, and mental support. Sometimes they would intervene in the subtle planes, the places where most of us don't put our focus or attention. The bottom line is they were active members within the group and in many cases look just like you and me. In today's world, we are experiencing an evolutionary change, a change in perception, a way in the way that we all relate to nature, a change in the way we choose to relate with one another. The old ways are simply not working. And as a collective, we are being asked to look beyond our own conditioning, our ideas of being separate. We've been shown that we can no longer rely on the superficial ways of the past. And even in our own microcosms, in our families, our relationships with friends, everything is going through change. Science is now discovering the links between science and spirituality. Quantum physics is leading the way in changing our views with energy, matter, connectedness to all things. With this change, many people have been uprooted from their previous versions of themselves and are being forced to enter into new ways of being. Friendships are changing. How we spend our time is changing. Everything is moving, expanding, taking us on a journey. We have the choice now to be a part of this great dance or we can resist and suffer. The question is, how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? The good news is, the qualities of modern-day shamanism are accessible to all. What's required is the willingness to get out of the way, the willingness to be open and actually experience something different. We have to set aside our attachments to ego, to what is safe. We have to try to perceive beyond our present conditioning and surrender to what truly is. Most important, we need to be open and expand the relationship between our own hearts and minds, becoming the vessel of our observations and a channel for our creative expressions. Breaking free from our conditioning is taught in many of the world religions and spiritual practices. It's a fundamental principle for those who seek a deeper life. So, what are some of the tools that we can use to develop a shamanic perspective? One thing I teach in my shamanic skills development class is how to tap into your own creativity. Creativity is one of the most substantial tools available. If we get out of our heads and get away from our own judgments, and really allow ourselves to express freely, there are so many benefits. Creativity can provide right and left brain functioning. It can increase our awareness, our sensitivity, intuition. It can teach us to tap into the creative energy all around us. Creativity teaches us how to think outside the box and how to search for beauty in the unknown. Sometimes students come to me and they say, I'm not creative or I'm not musical. And 100% of the time, they are wrong. By the end of the lesson, they find their creativity or musical ability and their lives change. The only thing that stopped them before was their own judgment. When we can stop comparing ourselves to others and focus on doing what really nourishes our own best interest, the possibilities are endless. Vocal empowerment is another tool that I use. I use it to help others find their own voice. And that can mean the ability to stand in your truth and authentically share what is real for you. It's the power to speak honestly without attachment to the results. It's the ability to command attention with the substance of your words. Things like gossip, speaking ill of another, they actually take away from that experience. When I do shadow activation work, I have my clients 
look for things they don't see in themselves. If they are generally kind, gentle, mild-mannered person by nature, I have them give a voice to their inner anger. I have them vocalize raw, authentic emotion. No notes, no words, just unfiltered sound. When I add the medicine drum, it becomes a very powerful and transformative experience. Another exercise is observation without judgment. Observation without judgment is a great exercise for developing a shamanic perspective. Describing our experience in the moment without judgment, beliefs, or impressions may sound simple, but it's a little bit more difficult than you might think. Describing our own experiences in the moment without judgments, beliefs, or impressions might sound simple, but it's a little trickier than you might think. Let's look at an example. In this exercise, we're going to look at the phrase, I see an angry man. No big deal, right? Now let's take a close look. If I say, I see an angry man, what am I really seeing? If I did not actually hear those words from him, then it's a judgment. Sure, I might be right, but there's a chance that I might be wrong. It could be something completely different. Now let's think, what are you really seeing? You're seeing a figure with a clenched jaw, a face that's maybe red, a brow that's furrowed, nostrils flared. Do you see the difference? When I'm expressing what I'm observing, I'm only speaking the facts that my senses are picking up. And this is done on purpose. In this exercise, we're trying to differentiate what is observation for real and what is judgment. One of the interesting things about this exercise, it reveals how much judgment that we have subconsciously. It shows how much conditioning takes place in the way that we see the present moment. Now imagine, imagine all the information gathered with your senses. Combine that information, that data, with any perspective that you choose. The perspective of a depressed woman who just lost her cat. The perspective of an insecure man who saw his friend checking out his partner. The perspective of oneness, of holding space for others. The perspective of a narcissist, the victim, the hero, the villain. Plugging into any of these perspectives provides previews of possibility. When these previews are experienced, automatically we gain empathetic wisdom. We become sensitive to the experiences of others and how it forms their decisions, their expressions of wounding. And when we begin to understand how a person can do what they do, we can have sympathy for their suffering. Another tool I use is introspection. Unraveling the inner world is an infinite journey of depth and beauty. The internal world is the realm of the subtle energies, endless possibility, creative expression, and direct access to divinity. When we are deeply connected with what's inside, we gain a deep sense of knowing. We develop faith in our own internal process. This connection becomes stronger than any external force. And when we truly know ourselves beyond all conditioning, we fall hopelessly in love with who we are. Our divine connection to all things. We open up to all things without resistance or attachment. We become fearless, willing, capable of holding great space for others. There are so many processes for developing this relationship with the self. Meditation or just finding a nice quiet spot to reflect in, taking a walk in nature, anything that allows you to pause, breathe, and feel into the world around you, inside of you, without judgment, resistance, or attachment. Looking inward and trusting that relationship develops a strong sense of self.
The last tool I'd like to mention is breath work. There are many techniques for breathing, for manipulating breath in such a way where different states of being can be experienced. Some teachings alter the length or speed of either inhalation or the exhalation. Something interesting I came across during a plant medicine journey was manipulating the exhalation by creating different sounds and pressures. I was at a sacred site in Hana, and in my journey I was directed to the sounds shh and I remember a very distinct and prolonged exhalation, maybe an IE ratio of one to eight, maybe more. After about an hour, I actually went into some kind of altered state and began to channel many unusual things. Interesting enough that this phenomena actually happened to me twice on two separate occasions, and later I discovered the exhalation sounds that I had spontaneously engaged in were the same sounds taught in the Taoist healing breathwork. Since that time, I began exploring all kinds of sounds, different ways to exhale, almost daily. I have come to the conclusion that each one of us naturally has access to breath manipulation. When we let go of the mind and the need to dissect and analyze, and instead tap into the creative space, exploring different ways to create sound and breath, many opportunities in the subtle plane of energy awakens. Try it for yourself and see what you find. The bottom line is, as human beings, we all have been given the tools and opportunities to access things beyond our senses. Simple practices like sitting in a quiet space and breathing are readily available to everyone. It doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, evolved, or simple. It doesn't matter if you're a saint or sinner. Each one of us has this opportunity. It's our divine right. In this next clip, Sarah and I explore tantric gongs. Enjoy. listening to the Spiritual Warrior Shamanic Sound Healing Podcast. I'm Rasapriya, and if you would like information about my online shamanic classes or sound healing, please visit MauiSoundHealing.com. Aloha.